Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to Video Games to the Max, episode 244. And I am your host, Sean Garmer, here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And of course, we are the official Video Games Podcast, W2Net.com. That's a W2 and an M, and then .net. And then, of course, we're part of Last Word on Life. That's also part of Last Word on Sports. And, well... Now that all the pleasantries are out of the way, you should definitely, if you've enjoyed us before and you don't, subscribe. Always hit that subscribe button. And uh, you get a show whenever we happen to do one here. And, of course, also, you know, hit that uh, hit that like button on Facebook. Go review us on Podchase or wherever it is you listen. Helps us do reviews. And uh, we're, we're doing one later because uh, it was my girlfriend's mom's birthday. On Saturday, and I knew she'd have to get up really early, so I was like, I don't want to keep us up until, you know, 1 a.m. or something, and then she's even, you know, she's upset because she's tired, so, and hosting a party is always work because you're the one giving food to everybody and everything, so everybody else gets to have fun with people hosting the party, so there's not so much fun until everybody's done with everything, so... Um, yeah, but at least she cut the cake, got to sing happy birthday, all that stuff. So, she got to, she got that fun. Anything, uh, going on with you? Nope. Well, we'll, uh, leave the, what games are playing, even though we aren't playing a whole ton of a lot, uh, for a little bit later. Even though I should mention right at the top, go check out the Chapter Select with Jens and, uh, Randy. Uh, they had a new show. They talked about Evil Within as their primary... That's the main game they're going through. But apparently, uh, Randy wasn't a huge fan of it. And, but, hey, you, you get to hear both of them talk about their struggles through the game. So that's sometimes even more interesting than just talking about how much you like something. And then they also talked about... I think Yen's is also playing Star Wars Squadrons. So you can hear him talk about that. And Randy's playing Crash 4. So there's that as well. Um, but... Um, Let's get into the important stuff here, or, or the major stuff that's been going on since we did a show. Uh, Microsoft released their the 30 games that'll be playable day one. Uh, 20 of them have smart delivery, so if you buy it on the Xbox One, or I think it's just Xbox One, right? If you buy it on Xbox One, you can also play it on Series X or S. Um, some of the, a lot of these games, as we'll go through, are already available, so you'll, you know. Most of them are. Yeah, most of them. Uh, and then some of them are current-gen games that are coming out really close to when the game launches, or when the system launches, so you could potentially buy your new system and just buy the newer version of this, or just be getting the new system to play these these games on them, so. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is also on PS5 and also PS4 and everything else, uh, it's coming out the same day, 
So to potentially you could, I guess, want to buy your new console and then buy that game as well. Borderlands 3 is getting the upgrade. Bright Memory 1.0, which is the exclusive, it's exclusive to exclusive consoles. It's on PC, but I think it's not getting the upgrade until the Series X comes out. So it is technically exclusive, but it didn't look as good as that video makes it seem on the PC anyway. But maybe once yeah, they do these upgrades, yeah. The PC will always be king, so. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about like the PC version because it was in bait. It was like early access. When the yeah. version you could play on PC wasn't as good as that, you know, cutscene video that they showed on that one. So we'll see how it winds up looking on uh, Series X Cuisine, uh, Cuisine Royale, which is a battle royale game. It's available right now. You can play it right now. Um, but you can also get it through Smart Delivery, Dead by Daylight, which of course has been a game that's been out forever. Devil May Cry 5 is getting that special edition. Dirt 5, which is one of the games that Microsoft showed off. That they allowed um, people that had the preview units to play, and that didn't look too great from what I saw. But that's yep, also dirt, dirt, so it's a modern day dirt game. So yeah, yep. I mean, I don't think you should really be expecting that's going to be the the game you buy the system for is not Dirt Five, but it'll probably be a serviceable racing game. I doubt uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're probably be one of being reviewing it, so yeah, I know that's why. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Keeping an open mind. <laughs> Enlisted, which is an MMO-based shooter, which comes out that that day. Uh, being, I don't know if it'll be early access or just it officially launches that day. Evergate, which is very close to Ori, has a very like it looks like a little ghost that, and it's another it's a puzzle platformer. It's out right now on basically everything. Uh, the Falconeer is exclusive. It's you play as a falcon, and you can get into some battles and stuff like that. Uh, Fortnite. Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Gears Tactics actually comes to the console that day. Grounded. That's all out right now. Technically, Man Eater's out right now. Manifold Garden's out right now, which is a puzzle game. King Oddball, which is a... It's only on PC and mobile, but it's also basically a mobile game. So, I don't know how much that's going to entice people. Uh, Planet Coaster, which you've played and reviewed. It's a game you like. Yeah, but I have the PC. I mean, that the console version would be great because you know the mouse. <laughs> and Observer System Redux, which is a remaster of a current game. Ori, of course. Tetris Effect Connected, which that's another one of their big games that they were making a big deal of because it's got yeah. the multiplayer now, right? Yep. Um, yeah, so if you want to play multiplayer Tetris Effect, you'll get to do that. The Tourist, which you also enjoy. Yep. Um War Thunder, which is a free-to-play vehicle combat game, it's also on PS4 right now. A Warhammer Chaos Bang, which you reviewed, it which was didn't not like that much. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that great. Watch Dogs Legion, which will already have come out on PS4 by the time Series X releases, but you can buy it and then have Smart WRC Nine World Rally Championship, which is another racing game. Yakuza Like a Dragon, which also comes out on PS4, uh, but if you want to play, it's exclusive for. This next gen until March of 2021, and then Yes Your Grace also uh, has a current game that's already out right now. Compare that to Godfall, which that does come out on PC. Instructions All Stars, which that's exclusive to PS5. Spider-Man Miles Morales, which we do know is coming to PS4. The Pathless is coming to PS4 and PC. Astro's Playroom is actually going to come free on the system already. Bug Snacks is also PS4, PC. Sackboy Big Adventures, PS4. And you do get Demon Souls, which is a PS5. So, 
Yep. Yeah, talk about 30 yes, games. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, that's the thing. I mean, this kind of goes back into the realm of, man, remember when launch slams were not that great? And this is another one of those. Yeah. I mean, it's most of, most of his games are probably, you know, functional, but, or, you know, yeah. some of them are probably Well, most better, of them like, are. Most of them are really good games, even yeah. great games, but they've already been out. Right. So are you really buying a Series X for the Again, sorry. This once again proves Microsoft is not here to get you to really buy the console. They just want you in their ecosystem. They should have have made Perfect Dark Zero 1. Yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, obviously, the big game was going to be Halo, right? And there's no Halo here, and it looks very barren. I mean, Yakuza, having Yakuza be exclusive to the, be your next-gen exclusive, that's great. I mean, that's not a system seller. (laughs) Yeah, it's not going to sell systems. I think it's great for the people that love Yakuza and you get to play another one of those. Um, I'm sure the Falconeer will be fine. Um, I mean, it's been on Steam for a while. Yeah, I'm sure like Bright Memory will be uh, fine. Like I thought it was fine on the PC, but there wasn't a whole lot you could play of it. Um, And like, yeah, like you said, a lot of these games are really good. You know, if you haven't gotten to experience them and you have us, you're getting a Series X or S, that's awesome. You pay your $15 for Game Pass, you get to experience a lot of the stuff. But if you held off on an Xbox Series X and you were wanting to get it down the line, none of this that's here, I think, is really motivating you to be like, oh man, I messed, like, you know, you don't have, you're, you're not getting a Series X at launch. I don't think any of the stuff that's here is making you uh, go crazy, right? Except for Borderlands 3, of course. Yeah, more than that. <laughs> well, you played that and didn't yeah, really enjoy I, it either. I thought it was fine. The ends hated it. <laughs> yeah. hated the story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything I've seen out of Accusa just makes me love it even more. So that's the one game that I might, you know, get day one with the system. Uh, everything else, you know, is either Game Pass or I'll just wait. It's nothing's like totally, uh, Making me go crazy, but again, like some of that is also like, hey, you're getting to play that in the with the better graphics and everything. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, the PS5 lineup looks much better. I mean, the Path is a game that I really want to check out. I'll get it for PS4. Bug Snacks as well. That's another game that looks really interesting. I'm a love platformer, so Sackboy is another game that I'm uh, excited for. And Spider Man, of course, is super. Like, if you enjoyed the first Spider-Man, no reason why you wouldn't enjoy this one. Um, but what do you think? I mean, I know you're not a big Dark Souls person, so Demon Souls is probably not. Nope. But, I mean, that'll be a, a good system seller, because yeah. idiots like that like that franchise, so. <laughs> oh, hey, Jens loves it. I'm sure he'll be <laughs> happy to play it. Uh, yeah, Godfall just has not... That's the one game I've seen. Nope. No one cares it's about just, Godfall. It's kind of like... Pitchford. Like, uh, every time I see that game, I'm just like, man, you're just making me not want to play that more and more and more. It looks like that two-human game, you yeah. know, came out years ago that it's like, when you're when you're echoing that, that's not a great thing. <laughs> that was supposed to be the, wasn't that supposed to be the, the game that, like, set the 360 on fire? It was supposed to be the, the game that, like, made everybody wonder what next-gen, what video game was going to change video games forever. No, it was just right? a crap that... Yeah. It was, no, that Too Human was the one from uh, the Eternal Darkness people, that studio. And yeah. Like they had well, the that's one what I'm saying. Game. Like I, It had so much hype around it. Yeah. And then just absolutely wound up being bad. And 
Yeah, nope. silicon, old silicon knights joint. But it's like they, except for Eternal Darkness, all their games were terrible. Like yeah. they made like one good game or like one and a half good games. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, so definitely PS Five definitely wins in the well. If you got it day one, you definitely got some good stuff there. I mean, if you Again. got, uh, yeah, I'm gone. I was going to say, PS5 also needs Fantavision 2, obviously. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Demon's Souls will, will do well. Like, the other games you don't have to necessarily have a PS5 for, um, other than Godfall, you know, uh, if for your console anyway. It, I think Destruction All-Stars will be fine. I don't know that that's going to... Well, yeah. a, a, a funny joke I saw was about it's about that PS5 UI video they yeah. talk about, but... One of the jokes I saw was someone going, I think the, the most unbelievable part about this UI video is someone will have a friend on their list who also has all-stars on him, <laughs> on their library. <laughs> I mean, speaking of that, I saw some of that. Uh, anything on that UI video? Uh, the, the start screen looked kind of pretty, but it looks like a very <laughs> much a evolution. I mean, it, to me it looks like the PS4 menu, except it just zoomed it out and moved it to the top of the screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It looked, it looks nice, right? Like that's what I, you expect when you're moving to a new console that's supposed to do 4K and all that. I I question how many icons you can put on their game menu or you know on the you know each column. Yeah. Because like the PS5 has about ten, maybe like eight or ten, and then it you know it shuffles to like the library. This could be like you could have like six. <laughs> yeah, I you know it looks good. I like the activities thing a lot. I think if. uh you have certain developers that really use it as a way to, you don't have to go to YouTube to find out what you're doing in the game and if you get stuck, you know, because sometimes it is really annoying to have to scroll through a video or like ha- there's a, it's a series that someone's doing a walkthrough and you have to go to like vid- scr- scroll through like four videos to figure out where you are and how to solve that issue that you can't figure out. Uh, yeah, so if, but yeah. that's also what walkthroughs are for. for. I mean, you can just load up game facts and, you know. <laughs> yeah, but see. a lot of people don't do game facts anymore because you well, can just have these video. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, game I, facts is still infinitely easier. I mean, if you're trying to, trying to find a specific thing, game facts are still easier than, like, YouTube. I know, but it's and, so much easier to just do the video than to have to write all that stuff down and give you the directions and all that. I mean... Well, you're not writing it. Someone else is. So who cares? I know, but I'm saying for the person that's doing it, I'm sure that people probably much rather just you're playing the game and you're figuring stuff out as you play instead of, oh, I have to play the game and then I have to write it down. Like, you know? Also, I mean, at that point, why not just watch someone play it on YouTube and say, no, forget playing the game at all? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I agree. But I'm just saying, like, for me that, it, you know, I got stuck in this one part and I just want to move on. Right. I don't want to sit there for 30 minutes to try to figure it out. Like. Uh, you know, okay, I I finally got to where this person was in the game. I I figured it out watching them do it, and then I can move on and not have to watch their video anymore. But yeah, I I think also the activities are kind of a cool thing to like add to the trophies, you know, of uh, giving you extra things to unlock. And uh, I mean, I don't know how much devs are going to really get into that, but we'll see. Probably as much or as little as Sony mandates. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I think that they're not like you, Sony's not going to make people have to do it, but I'm sure that especially at the beginning, because they want people to really make talk a big deal about them, is they're going to really encourage people to really do something with them. Speaking of that, PlayStation Five UI, 
according to Reset Era, and this is apparently an official image from somebody that I don't know. Uh, really? There's some video out there that confirmed it pretty much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but isn't this in like Russian or something? I mean, who has it that's, I guess, a, a dev? Yeah, I was going to say probably some Russian developer, you know, some Eastern European developer. <laughs> Maybe. I need to see a developer. Uh, but, um. The guys, the guys, you know, CD Projekt Red, you know. <laughs> oh, I guess, like, yeah, maybe. But, uh, so a, a new image has surfaced that apparently there's only 664 gigabytes of space. There was a rumor going around at one point that it was 602. So I guess a little bit more than that. That's good. Well, because that's probably the developer console, or, you know, they probably upped it for like regular, you know, the actual selling version. Yeah. Because probably like I mean, a bunch of debug programs as well that take up take up space. <laughs> well, remember they they said it wasn't one terabyte, right? That the SSD yeah. was only eight twenty five. Right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, if you take out maybe this OS is a lot uh, bigger because it's actually a four K running at four K, whereas the uh, Series X one's probably running at ten eighty P, which that was for some big some reason that was a big deal as well. Like I don't. How much time do you really spend on the menu that it matters, whether it's 4K or 1080p? That's, that's like telling me I really care about what vi- what overlay they have on the DVD on the Blu-ray menu of the of the Blu-ray I'm watching. Take that back. That's the it's, only important thing. It's like, come on, people. It's like you're in those you're in those menus, not very long unless you're buying something. So, yeah. like, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. if the TV could just say, or if you could adjust the, sp- I mean. Who knows how, how big the UI is? I mean, there could be a bunch yeah. of other crap running along with it. But if the TV, if you just say, "Hey, I want to have a 1080 TV," just download like a 1080 UI. I got the 4K one. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I don't remember. I think I saw what was it I mean, that it, it was 850 the Xbox One. Yeah, I mean yeah. the usable hard drive space on a when like one terabyte drive is like 930 gigabytes. Yeah. So even 850, that's still 70 gigabytes, or you know, 80 gigabytes worth of crap that Microsoft has signed up that hard drive with. Yeah. So I mean, it does have the quick resume and all that other stuff. So I mean, that's pretty amazing that I saw. Apparently, you can disconnect your, you can lose power for two days and it still quick resumes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and like, you don't you lose any of your stuff or whatever. Like, that's that's a pretty neat, um, pretty neat thing that they were able to do there. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm sure that the, this will get confirmed. I mean, it's been confirmed. This is an actual, like, you know, they could always uh, they could always free up like buy some space on the road, also like streamline some part of the console OS. Oh yeah, they did that with Microsoft. They 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 freed up more of the RAM or whatever when they took the Connect stuff out. Well, I think the, the 360, like back in the day yeah. when you installed the game, it was like installing the whole damn DVD drive, you know, DVD, and then. Eventually, they like, they figured out a way to, like disinstall like part like most of the games, and they shrunk the size down. Yeah. So something like that, I assume, you know. Maybe it's possible. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I just again, we're. I I just don't like look. Storage isn't a big deal. Like I, I think that that when you're talking about the difference between like eight hundred to six sixty four, that's a big deal for people that want to really have a lot of their stuff installed. It's about one Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's no no joke with as many updates as they do, especially if you play Warzone, my God. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I, I wasn't joking. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, 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 should, that should be the new metric. Put it on your game box. Like, it'll be half a, half the size of a Call of Duty game. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> and we'll see. I mean, uh, well, I should have known also that Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty is also going to be on those consoles pretty much day one. Yeah, as well. of course. But, um, yeah, like, you know, I, I just, I, it's a deal, it's a big deal, I think, but also from what I've seen even further, if Microsoft's SSD is doing this, Sony's SSD will be able to do this as well. They, uh, people have been transferring games and they take like three or four minutes. So, I mean, it's not a big deal if you're transferring back and forth between a hard drive, like a, you know, external, just ACD, and then putting it, putting in the games you want into the SSD, you know? Yeah. It's way better than the downloading and redownloading. Oh my God. That really made me have to think about what games I wanted to keep on there because I was like, I really don't want to have to redownload this thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so yeah. There's that. We'll, we'll get um, more info on it. Uh, a sad thing, because I, I like their games a lot. Um, Level 5 North America is closing. Uh, so, of course, they're a developer and publisher that lately they've been doing um, the Yokai Watch games. And then they did uh, Nino Kuni. Did they do the last one? Yeah. I, I don't did, know. Nino That's Kuni your too? franchise, not mine. <laughs> well, you're the one that reviewed the thing. Oh, Nino uh, Kuni. Sorry. I thought yeah. you talking about Yokai Watch. Yeah, I think they published it at least. Yeah, so... I don't, I don't think... I sadly don't think that was a big hit for them either, like, necessarily. Yeah, Level 5 did develop it. Bandai published it. But, um... I, mean, I actually like that one much more than the other one, the first one. <laughs> yeah, Yokai... Yeah, Nino Kuni 2 did well. I don't think it sold as much as they wanted it to. Like, the Professor Layton games have really... I feel like there was a time when the 3DS was, was of course, much much bigger deal. Professor well, yeah, Layton, I mean, it would come out it, with a game, and people would really latch onto that. Yeah, I don't, is there a Switch one out there? Uh, I think there's a Switch one, but like the they've been continually still making Professor Layton games. Yeah, uh, they just kind of went in a weird direction after a while, and I feel like people just kind of stopped. Uh, well, it's like the Yokai you know, Watch games. Like, I yeah. think the, the first one or two of those were popular, but you know they keep cranking them out. Well, Yokai Watch they just expected that to become the next Pokemon, and it never did. Yeah, and right. it was like. It was just really, really, really Japanese, and I think people just weren't able to latch on to that as much as they could with with Pokemon, which was very understandable on a level. Like there was a lot of things by Yokai Watch I think that just weren't, and it just it really felt like watching the anime too. Like the anime felt really driven towards kids. Yeah, like, it it didn't feel like Pokemon where it kind of it's obviously for kids, but. It also didn't seem to shame you for not being a kid and watching it. So, yeah, I just, I just don't think it was, it, it got any kind of the gravitas that they wanted it, um, to. So, right. yeah, right now, I'm, apparently, I mean, if you, if you took like a hundred people, they could probably name five Pokemon, you know, like yeah. Pikachu or, you know, Squirtle or something like that. But if you took a hundred people and asked them, Name one yokai. He'd be like, what's that? <laughs> yeah, nobody knows what any of those... I don't know what those... I know that there's a cat that has fire on it. That's what I remember. I don't remember the names of any of those things. It's like, I you had... Played a few of the, you played yeah, a few I, of those, didn't you? <laughs> I played one of the games, yeah. I had one on my 3DS. And yeah. I was like, nope, never again. Not to mention the, the battle system was something else. It was really complicated. It was not... It wanted you to use a touchscreen, too. It kept... Want you to like spin your finger around in the touch screen and all that. And I was like, Oh no, that's this. Is, I mean, like, I'm, I'm all fine with like trying to give you active battle, right? But no, nah, just not, not my thing. And I think that's not a lot of other people's thing as well. 
Uh, yeah, so it's sad because like level five makes good games. Like I remember loving Rogue Galaxy on the PS2, and then both the Nino Kunis I enjoyed, and um, yeah. It's I mean, PS2 is probably like their kind of their older, better stuff, really. Like like Rogue yeah. Galaxy, or uh, they made a Dark uh, Dragon Quest game that I think was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they made John, they made Gene uh, Dark for PSP. I really like that game. Well, and of course, in Dark Cloud. Which was yeah. their big, uh, you that was know. like their big hit back back in the day. <laughs> but yeah, they only made they, like two of them. You know, they, they didn't exactly. No, I mean, they had a hand in helping with Dragon Quest Nine. I mean, they did a lot with the 3ds. I think, and that's that's the yeah, thing too. Is that the problem is the 3ds is going away. So it's like right, well, yeah. If all of our chips on, the, on this one platform, and they're not making it anymore. That might be an issue for us. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's the thing is like for every Nino Kuni that they have like one sort of hit, they have a lot of these where and like Dark Cloud and they have a lot of other ones where like a lot of the Professor Layton games kind of fell flat towards the end. Like I said, you know, Yoko yeah. Watch never hit as much as they wanted to. Like White Knight Chronicles was like okay, right? Like. Um, I thought John DeArc is very underrated for being on the PSP. It was a really good game. Um, yeah. A lot like of these... The HD version. I was going to say an HD version. That would have been, been cool. Yeah, that would have been awesome. I thought they did bring it over to PS4 or something, or PS3. No, no I, I don't think so. I can look it up. I'm on their page right now, but I think that was only a PSP game. Yeah, yeah no, like, only PSP. Oh, uh, okay. That Snack World dungeon game that came out, and like no one ever freaking talked about it. Yep. Um, you know, and, and then the Inazuma games, uh, which mix soccer with, uh, other stuff are great, but they're mostly stay in Japan. And the one that they've been trying to come out with for a while, it keeps getting delayed. So, yeah, I just, I don't think that they, they just haven't had a good luck here, uh, yeah. outside of those Nino Kunis. And, you know, so that's why, uh, apparently to Game Industry.biz, there are no plans to be sitting with level five games out of, outside of Japan right now. And yeah. that sucks. Uh, so I mean, I'm sure a... they might come back eventually, or they just might partner up with some like localization company, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, man. It's just sad to hear, like, apparently they've, since mid-2019, they've been laying off staff, and that apparently yeah. the studio's going to get closed down in a few yeah. months, which is never great. <sighs> hate, uh, hate hearing that uh, when that happens, but yeah. And apparently, uh, well, we talked about Crucible getting shut down last week. Uh, but apparently, uh, Amazon put in a bunch of money, hundreds of millions of dollars into creating that game. And yeah. it had a concurrent player kind of less than a hundred, which is terrible for a multiplayer game. I think uh, like to Steam VVV, VVV gets more players than that on a daily basis. <laughs> Damn, that's a really bad. <laughs> I mean, that's also them. They kind of just released it and. And whatever, right? It never felt like... Well, they never, like, marketed it that well, and it came out at a time that, no, you know, there's a ton of these different, like, action, like, action MOBA-type games out there, or, like, these, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, why? Who cares? Like, I mean, you have to yeah. really set yourself, apart, set yourself apart for it to, like, matter. I mean, look at, uh, like, I mean, I don't care about Fortnite, but the whole building aspect to it is, like, what makes that game. Yeah. I mean, that's what was the main part of the game that made the Battle Royale, and then... And then, like, well, then look, at, like, look at, uh, I think it's called Rocket Arena, like that EA game. Like, that came out, and within, like, um, like two weeks, it was, like, basically free. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like, 
why'd you make it in the first place? You know, and oh, like, I mean, they were hoping it catches on, right? And it just doesn't. But I mean, the, the games that catch on are this crap, like you know, Fall Guys or that you know that space game. Uh, no, but nobody are... made Fall Guys thinking, oh my god, this is gonna be the biggest hit. I mean, like Among or... Us. Look what happened with Among Us, right? Like, I think a lot yeah. of people are gonna be sitting there putting that into their game of the year. And then realizing, but, oh crap, that came out in 2018. Yeah, you know what I'm saying though is the game has to like build up an audience like naturally. They just can't ex- release a game and hit it, go, them going. Oh, we expect to have 500,000 players playing this within a week. It's like yeah, I mean, Apex like, Legends is like the one anomaly, right? Like yeah, well they release that for free, and that's one nice thing. I mean yeah, yeah, Crucible costs money, so instead of well, sort of Rocket Rocket Arena at one point. Or like yeah. that Phasmagoria game, yeah. or Phasmago- uh, uh, Phasmagopia, that's yeah, whatever, like the multiplayer ghost game. Like, yeah. it costs money, but it's a pretty low barrier of entry, and they're not expecting it to, like, be the biggest thing ever. So, yeah. Like, I just think, you know, they can't expect a game to, like, take over the world. Like, that's just not going to happen, no matter how yeah. much money they try to shovel at it. I mean, at, at a certain point, if you go, like, you know, why are you burning good money after bad? <laughs> right, sure. Well, yeah, that was Crucible. So we go from, probably, again, we may not talk about it again, unless they were wrapping the year or something. So you're talking about how all the games did in September, uh, because it's uh, MPD time again for uh, last month, since this is around the time when that comes out, and... What do you know? Avengers is the best-selling game of September, beating out Mario 3D All-Stars, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, which is actually number 4 on the list, kind of surprisingly. And Crusader Kings 3, which is the 7th best-selling game, and that's with uh, it being on Game Pass, if you have it for PC or um, Xbox. So, either a lot of people bought it on PS5, or once again, that also proves that Game Pass does not cannibalize the sales of your games. It still does pretty well. Uh, at least for third parties, anyway. Star Wars Squadrons Crash also uh, on the list, uh, too. Uh, there, I think Squadrons is 9 and Crash Bandicoot's 4. Or, uh, sorry, not 4, 11. And then some, some of the stalwarts are still around. Animal Crossing, Call of Duty, Mario Kart is frickin' 10th. That game just will not Stop selling, amazingly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, Switch is the number one console again, because it's the Switch, and people are buying it, and you're not buying really PS4s and Xboxes at this point, because you're, you're either waiting for your pre-order, or you're just waiting for later. I don't know, any any thoughts on, on anything? I mean, apparently we om- they almost broke records again, which is so crazy to think, because like, there's still a lot of people that are in, like, economic turmoil due to this pandemic and video games is still just going nuts. Making, eh. yeah. People want an escape, so makes sense to me. Yeah, and, and there's not a lot of other stuff out there. There's yeah. not movies, and I mean, people are still making music, but it's nothing like... There's not even really TV shows either. So I mean, there is, but, I mean, they're not, like, big hits. Like, I think, like, Star Trek just came out. Like, Discovery Season 3 came out, like, last Thursday, and I saw almost, like, no one talking about it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure The Mandalorian, and I think that's, like, next week. That'll yeah. do pretty well. 
Oh yeah, that'll definitely get people to subscribe. I I stopped subscribing to Disney Plus for a while because I was like, there's nothing for me to watch on this thing, uh, and I'm not gonna keep paying six dollars a month for something that, or seven dollars a month for something that I don't really use. So yeah, yeah, and maybe Mandalorian, but I'll just wait till it all comes out, and then if I want to subscribe to to finish watching it, or I'll do that. I'm not going to subscribe to watch it weekly. Right. Uh, but hey, I mean, I'm sure Disney doesn't like hearing that, but that's why sometimes the Netflix model does work. And I know that that, I mean, I don't know. I Like, where do you fall on that? Do you like the weekly thing or do you like the, just when it's a streaming service or you just want it all out there? Uh, I want it all out there. Like, I think the boys ticked me off, like having to keep waiting. <laughs> yeah. Since, like they do that, Amazon does that occasionally. Uh, well, actually, they do it more often than not. Like they, you know, come back every week for the new episode. It's like who care? You have them all. Like you know. Yeah, and they're already it. done. You're just basically deciding to put them on there. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's not like you're filming them as they go or anything. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's different when you're like Doctor Who is still airing on BBC, all that stuff. Like. Okay, that makes sense. But, but, you know, not, not when it's a streaming service weird. I mean, I get it. You're building anticipation and all that. And it does work for, you know, you, you can still have everybody like doing the, a watchathon on Twitter and all that stuff, you know, but I don't know. When, when it's not on an actual channel, it's just weird to me that you can't just at least give people the option, right? Like if you, even maybe like a extra, like an extra few dollars if you want to just binge it, and then if you don't want to wait or something. I don't know. I, I I wonder if that will be a thing at some point. Maybe not Netflix, but some of these other companies that do that. Like if they'll try to get you to pay a a little bit of money for the people that don't want to wait. Well, Disney yeah. tried to move on. I wonder if they'll ever release the actual. I guess you'd have to wait for a. Uh, Earnings report or something for them to, re- to reveal that how how yeah. much people actually bought that or not, but uh, yeah, so that's good for video games. Keep doing well, and I'm sure October will will do well, and of course November when the consoles hit will be uh, ridiculous, especially with the Black Friday holiday season and all that. We'll of course have to wait till middle December for for those numbers, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, speaking of buying things. Of course, Microsoft bought Bethesda for that $7.5 billion and once again, we have conversation with Phil Spencer doing a interview with Steven Totillo of Kotaku, where he's directly asked, is it possible to recoup $7.5 billion investment if you don't sell Elder Scrolls 6 on the PlayStation? He quickly, he immediately says yes, then pauses, and says, I don't want to be flip about that. This deal was not done to take games away from another player base. I thought, nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play the games, not fewer people to be able to play the games. When I think about where people are going to be playing and number of devices that we have, and we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass and our console base, I don't have to go ship those games on any of their platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us. Whatever that means. What do you feel like whatever that means? Uh... What a load. Like, let's be honest. Elder Scrolls, like, Elder Scrolls and Fallout and all that crap are not coming to PS5 unless 
the Xbox, the Series X does as bad as the Xbox One did this generation. <laughs> Which I don't think it will, and also I think, again, their focus is not so much on wanting you to buy the console. They just want you to subscribe to Game Pass, and we'll see how xCloud does when it becomes a lot more widely available, but there may be a lot of people that say, oh, I can play for $15 a month, especially if that iOS app that AOS uh, browser thing works. Like, oh, I can play I mean, these games on my phone. I don't know, that'll work that well, honestly. <laughs> but We'll see. I mean, Amazon's going to show it off first, right? Whatever it is that they wind up doing. And whenever that fully comes out. But, I don't know. I, I think that you're... They are not necessarily... I mean, they also have the S, which, you know, we'll see. We still don't have anybody that has, like, a... There's not really anyone that has, like, a preview version of that. So we'll have to wait longer, but we're already seeing some. Apparently, it only hits like 900p with Yakuza. So, you know, but we'll we'll see if that gets better optimized as more games are made for both the consoles. But I don't know. I feel like this was made so that they have more studios and they have more games that are coming out in that ecosystem, not to give it to Sony. Now, again, like what happens? Like, these games are so far away. That's, that's, it. that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, Starfield is, like, at least 2022. And, yeah. you know, Elder Scrolls 6 is, like, 2024 at the best. Fallout 6 yeah. is beyond like, that. Like, Gleam and someone... They didn't have, like, a, they didn't have, like, a title screen for Fallout 6. So... Yeah. I mean, I it's, mean, like, 2028 or 2026, you know? And, I mean, they have other studios, like... Well, they have other properties like Doom or Dishonored 3 or whatever they want to make, but it's not like, oh, we got that in the, we, that was already in the pipeline, like, that'll be out in four months. It's not like, no, none of this is really operative like that. Yeah, the stuff that's already, I mean, like, even then, I mean, you know, does Psycho, like, stuff like Psychonauts, is that exclusive now, too, or is that no. still coming to, yeah. Cause so. They, they, but Tim Schafer said, like, well, they have like, I think they have like a contract with like Sony or something, so it kind of has to come out. But I, right. you know, I think future, no, wouldn't expect yeah. to. Yeah, so I mean, like, all the stuff that's coming soon is already coming up. You know, Ghostwire, Deathloop, Psychonauts two, whenever that releases. Uh, you know, so a lot of the major stuff is coming. To PlayStation already. It's the stuff that's coming years from now that we don't know what Microsoft's like. Does something happen where they change their focus? Does does being absolutely do they get destroyed again by Sony because they don't have these major titles that you're going to buy? I mean, how long does it take Halo Infinite to come out? You know, that could very well tell the story of how well Xbox does. How long does it take Halo Infinite to come out? Does is there any pressure at some point to just release that game and and screw the like how it looks and if it's not done right or I mean Microsoft has the money to eat the loss right like exactly this is why they do this um they do this deal like they can do that deal they paid more than Disney paid for Star Wars and they're all right they're doing okay you know and and like Phil is not being he's not being flippant when he says I don't need PlayStation for this to do well enough for us, he doesn't because it's Microsoft, right? But is there something that happens eventually where 
maybe that's not the case when you get to 2022, 23, 24, when you're having to consider those those games. Kinda, because I mean, they, I mean, even Microsoft isn't like entirely sold on like, the Xbox name. Like they've tried to sell it before in the past. Like the, you know, the the gaming division, they try to spin it off as like their own thing occasionally. So um, you know, we'll I feel see. like that was when Matrix was around, and no, that was really... like early. That, I mean, that was like when Xbox was like doing. That was before him. <laughs> Well, yeah, but when 360 was doing great, of course, when it's doing well is when you're going to try to profit the most off of it. But I feel like now they've done so much to really make it feel like a gaming company again and not so much a, well, we're this company and go buy a 360 if you don't want to be online. Like, you know, like we're, they're doing the opposite of that kind of messaging. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, the the fact that Game Pass itself is this is still, like, amazing to me, because they could easily do the Nintendo, I mean, obviously they need to do it, because it helps them, it gives them an edge on something that, you know, other com- the other two companies don't have, but they could easily just do the same thing as, as Sony and, and Nintendo, and say, well, no, you're gonna pay $60, $70 for games, like, they're eating a lot of cost to give to make deals with with publishers and and to give those first party games away for essentially a fifteen dollar a month price tag, so you know that that's still amazing to me. Sometimes, like you flip on, I can flip on this app on my computer right here, and there's all these games here you can download. That you know, they're to varying qualities, but still, that's that's still pretty cool to me sometimes. And how much you take it for granted sometimes as well, like. I still don't know whether Yakuza is supposed to be Game Pass Day 1 or not. There's, like, conflicting reports on that. So, like, I'm still waiting to see what's going to happen with that, because that's definitely the game I'm going to want to get with the system. But we'll see. Speaking of making deals, Microsoft, we talked about that Microsoft GameStop one. Apparently, their deal goes even further to GameStop gets, a like, profits from any sales that you get on Microsoft's consoles or games, even if they're digital. Yeah. Which, if, if they're focused on Game Pass, I'm sure Microsoft doesn't care. Well, no, but, like, I think it's it's interesting, right? Like, it is nice for GameStop, which has been having to weather this storm worse than any of the other retailers because they're mostly games only, of what do we do when people aren't buying physical games anymore? You know? And... I don't know. I don't think any of the other retailers or any of the other major game makers are going to do this kind of thing with GameStop because I don't know that it's beneficial to them at some times for GameStop to be around. But I mean, that's I, I didn't expect it to go that far of like even digital downloads of full games, DLC, in-game microtransactions, any subscriptions, of course, subscriptions. But like, yeah, that's just. That's a lot further than I thought it would go. I don't know about you. Maybe you did. Well, this is games, GameStop's like only like attempt, you know, because they've just dragged their, their own name into the ground so much that it's, oh, it's all self-inflicted on them. Yeah. Well, no, definitely. But, I mean, I don't know how much you could have really, outside of obviously not being so terrible with your practices, Right with the, I mean, that's a big the, uh, one. 
and and maybe uh, but it's like at some point they have to make money too. So I mean I don't know. Yeah, what but I, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have to feel hassled when you go into a GameStop. No, I agree. I agree on that. But maybe they should have tried to do that changing the store thing a lot earlier. I don't know because I I I do remember like you know in those early years of Funko Land and and like even the early years of GameStop of going into a GameStop and you felt like. Oh man, there's other gamers here. Let me talk to them. Let me like, oh, you can hang out in the store. They want you to hang out in the store. They want you to play these kiosks. They want you to do things. Now it's like, it almost feels like they're staring a hole in you if you linger in the store too long, looking at stuff and not buying anything or not, um, you know, not taking their pre, not pre-ordering something and not, you know, obviously to fix those people that are behind the counter if you don't, which is part of the reason why they have to hassle you. But, yeah, I don't know. I like I for the longest time, even though a lot of the sales people are nice, right? People that actually work there, you I don't feel that like togetherness and community of being gamers going in the store like I like you used to. No, I never felt that, but I don't blame the the you know the clerk behind the counter. I blame the per you know the person over him who's dictating like oh you have to push you know the pro membership as hard as you can, or you know you have to yeah. push Game Informer, or you know like. Getting hassled to like to sell your phone to GameStop. It's like what? Like leave yeah. me alone. <laughs> no, I I don't blame them for trying to go other avenues to sell things. Or like killing but, Think Geek. It's like why'd you why'd you buy this brand or why'd you buy this company just to kill it? <laughs> yeah. That I, I don't know. I thought that they probably thought this is better than building more stores. Like this is another way to just get our brand out there and it didn't work. Um but honestly, it's like there's a lot of these stores that it's not just GameStop, just department stores in general, other stores that because of this move of taking things online and, and Amazon and everything else of you don't need to exist particularly. So, I mean, that's a, that's a terrible thing in itself, but it's the truth. Uh, yeah. And of course, uh, Microsoft also, of course, owns the rights to uh, Banjo Kazooie, but Microsoft has also put it in on Rare that, of course, I, I don't know how much Microsoft's decision is. Like, they seem to let the studios decide what they want to create, and Rare uh, itself has to decide yeah, I, do we want to make a Banjo Kazooie? Because <laughs> uh, you think, you know, when is the last time Rare made a game that people, like, cared about? Like, there are a lot of people that like Sea of Thieves. Yeah, but that, you like, know. arrived pretty much busted at launch. Like, you know, they had a, same thing with those other stupid live service games that they had, like, spent a year to get it to work correctly. Or, you know, to have the content, or... Yeah. I mean, Killer Instinct was decent, but they... I don't even think they... They didn't, like, make that initially, I don't think. Yeah, Double Helix made that, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, but it's know, still the far cry from the days when they were having to... They were relegated to making Kinect games. Not that like, far. I mean, that's the thing, is... Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts was 2008. That was like their last legitimately real game. <laughs> oh, see if these is a real game. I mean, now now it know, is, but it didn't. Like, like that's what I'm saying. It didn't launch that way. <laughs> yeah, but it's I mean, still a like, game that they wanted to make. It wasn't like oh, like we're being like, forced to make this thing that we know nobody's gonna freaking play. But that's like saying, like, oh, Destiny is like a real game. It's like, well, yeah, now, but when it launched, it was a kind of a mess. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I mean, at least Bungie's been able to make that 
I uh, sort of been able to go in their own way and make it what they wanted. I mean, obviously not having the Activision money behind them now is is uh, painful in that way, but at least they don't have that overlord telling them, oh, you have to release this, you have to release constant expansions because you got to make sales, you got to have constant, you know, it's like they can just have the game and build on it like they wanted to. Uh, and it turns out, I, I think, a better experience than the way that Activision really wanted you to do it. And, I mean, yep. that being said, Everworld is one of the games I'm kind of most excited about. Um, even though I still kind of, mainly because of the, like, what the heck is this? But it still looks cool and everything. So, I mean, if after Everworld they did decide to make another Banjo-Kazooie, that, that's cool. Well, if you, I just, you know, if you look at the rare from before Microsoft owned it, compared to the rare now or you know since they owned it it's like what like it's the same thing it's like as GameStop and like thinking it's like why did you buy this company that like you don't really seem to like want to support them that much <laughs> or you know like yeah to, like weirdly pigeonhole into making like you know connect sports rivals and shit like that and it's like like the the, the rare replay they made you know five years ago it's like, that was de- it was cool but it was depressing because yeah. it's like you guys used to make a lot of games, and now you don't. <laughs> right. I mean, it's true. I mean, Sea of Thieves might be fine, but it's like, that's that's not like, like that's not a game that, like, you'd say, like, oh, Rare made that. Like, you know, their older stuff, like Conquer or Banjo-Kazooie or, you know. Even before that, like, their yeah, much older stuff. Yeah, like, that was more, like, they had, like, an, more of an identity, you know? I mean, yeah, they're not going to make another Goldeneye, obviously, but, I mean, like, still, like, I'll make another Perfect Dark Zero or Perfect Dark game. <laughs> That's been a rumor for a long time that that was being made by another studio, very much like you know Battletoads was outsourced, and that's a very mixed reviewed game to say the oh, that least last about it. Game, yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot more kind of a meh. Well, okay, wanna, feeling to that. I mean, that type yeah. of really simplistic brawler doesn't really play that much anymore. <laughs> well, but like, it's so weird when you have something like Streets of Rage compared to that come out in the same year, and it just feels so different, you know. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I enjoyed Streets of Rage a lot more than I did the that Battletoads game. Um, yeah. And, I, and even that, uh, I played some of that Camarocho Streets of Rage thing, and that was, that was fun too. So, yeah. Uh, th- that's one of the ones that's on that big Sega sale that's on scene there. They've released a few games that are free for you to just download and keep on the system, or keep yeah, on your but PC like, forever. For like two or three yeah. days. So I think we already yeah. missed, like, as you listen to this, you're probably already missing two of them. <laughs> no, they're still all on there right now. I think uh, one of them is going away today, though. Oh, okay. Uh, it might be Sonic or No, something. no, it's like the, I think the first prototype, like... Oh, Golden Axe? No, that, that was the last one. Uh, they did Endless Zone, they did a, uh, like a level of Total War Shogun 2 or something? I think it's said, no, it's said Armor yeah. of, uh, Armor of Heroes, that, yeah, that goes away oh, today, okay. and Endless Zone goes, actually, they all go away today, <laughs> Oh, they all go away today? Okay. Yeah. Oh, so the sale ends today? Yep. Uh, well, I kept thinking about that, doing, buying that Genesis, Mega Drive Genesis collection. I was like, oh, do I get it? Do I not? Do I not? 
I already had like ninety nine percent of it. Like I'm missing like uh the two Toe Jam and Earl games, and that's about it. And that's like that's I I don't care. Yeah. Oh, you can't buy that stuff separately. No, you can, but I, I never played Toe Jam and Earl as a kid, so I have no nostalgia for it. So it's like oh, I, okay. I also don't care. Also, I've nine other things that have probably all Sega Genesis game ROMs on anyway. So yeah, that's true. But yeah, um, I mean, get, that'll be uh, certainly a lot of people will be excited if that does get announced. Uh, whether it is Perfect Dark or Banjo becomes the next rare game, or if it gets outsourced or what, but or, and they definitely do have a lot of studios now, so they could technically do that, I guess, as well. Or another Conquer yeah. game. <laughs> well, there'll be certainly one person that will be excited about that. I don't know about me particularly, but yeah. We'll see uh, how that goes. Um, yeah, speaking of studios buying things, Take-Two has bought Ruffian Games, which are this, the studio that made Crackdown 2 and had a hand in uh, making the Master Chief collection. Um, so it was uh, kind of just out of the blue, spotted, and then talked about. Not a lot of people really talked about it that much. Um, so Take-Two now has like a controlling stake in it. And, uh, you know, so that, that's good. Congrats. We now own the company that made the company that made the two bad crackdown games. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I mean, it's good for the studio, good for the people working there, get more job security, obviously, but, um, we'll definitely have to see. They had already announced they were making stuff with take two previously. So it's not necessarily a total surprise. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's good for the people involved, at least. And the uh, there is a Analog has announced an Analog Duo system, which is, uh, it's basically like a uh, TurboGrafx-16 PC engine with a Super Graphics. Yeah, well, it's a TurboGrafx-16 so. with a CD thing attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> So you basically have the entire 16-bit library of the TurboGrafx-16, PC Engine, Super Graphics games, uh, anywhere with this like mini pocket version for twenty nine ninety nine. No, 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 the Turbo Gra- the analog system is two hundred dollars. Okay, uh, but they're announced. They also announced that the because something called the Turbo Express back in the day that they played TurboGrafx-16. It was like a handheld, like the Game Boy or something. Yeah. But I like, played TurboGrafx-16 games in a handheld, and like I think they're releasing an adapter for the analog pocket. Oh, okay. the same thing. Yeah, because uh, the Duo they announced is like two hundred dollars, but this adapter is like thirty. That would look cool. I mean, I mean, you get to play all those games, so yeah. I think it's just. I mean, that that pocket is just going to be like an emulation little machine, to, you know, supported or not. I'm sure they'll like, you know, Super Nintendo games will, will be coming to that thing by like by some shadowy <laughs> emulation thing or like you know genesis games and stuff like that like yeah <laughs> but the duo is cool like people have yeah. a weird nostalgia for the TurboGrafx 16 that isn't really warranted but so it has like fine. cd uh mm-hmm. it has cd capabilities like there were cd TurboGrafx games and yeah and like a lot of them have like a lot of like full motion video because like around that era right the, the tg16 is really known for like the uh vertical shooter, like, the shooters for it, like, the horizontal and vertical shooters. And that's good. At the, t- at the time, you could just do it better, but... 
It's like, yeah, I mean, I guess, but... <laughs> hey, that's cool. I'm glad that these things exist and people keep uh, giving you different ways to play, like, older retro things. Uh, yeah. In a more modern way, so that, that's good. And because, hey, we both love Doctor Who here, um, so... Doctor Who, we did discuss at one point that they were going to make more of these like VR-based Doctor Who games, and the next one has been announced, The Edge of Reality. Uh, but it's not It's not VR. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, so this one's not VR, thankfully, uh, and this was actually going to come out on the Switch as well, as well as PS- PS4, Xbox One, PC, all that, and it's called The Edge of, Edge of Reality instead of The Edge of Time, so continuing with that sort of same... Uh, thing, and it, of course it'll once again feature the 13th Doctor, Jodie Whittaker, and 10th Doctor, a lot of people's favorite David Tennant, is going to be in once again, doing voice acting, it's going to have Cyberman, Daleks, Weeping Angels, so that's already a big win on my end. Um, well, yeah. I, I joked, I joked, uh, it's going to have one, one Doctor people love, and then also have Jodie Whittaker. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think she gets a bad rap, it's not that's not all her fault. She has not been given necessarily the greatest material either. Yeah. To work with. So I, I, I'm very glad that these games continue to come out. So I, I mean, I'm not, cause I, I think Dr. Who's a property that you just can't really make a good game out of. Like I the adventure so games. trying though. Like, I don't know what else you're. Like the adventure games are kind of okay. Uh, yeah. but like they were, they were kind of bog standard. I mean, <laughs> it wasn't like the best thing. Yeah, oh, definitely. And I, I think it, well, one problem is they don't want to spend the money to make a, a good game, really. Yeah, I mean, but it would probably take a lot. We're talking about yeah. well, I mean, like, it's all, a big it's all, budget. It's not, like, it's not like some company. I mean, it's BBC owns Doctor Who, so they have they're always gonna have like some budgetary issues. Yeah, I mean, it would have to be a them signing a deal with a big publisher or something, and that publisher putting in a lot of the money. Yeah. It has to be like a labor of love from, from people that really love that series in order to really do it justice. And I don't know, because you're seeing that budget very well played out in these, the, the current Doctor Who that we have now. So, and I think that's part of some of the problem, right? Some people are complain that it doesn't feel like, it feels like uh, the budget got smaller instead of bigger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It got, I think it got dramatic. Well, it, you know, it rises and falls with the popularity of the show. If the show's not popular, then the budget's gonna fall. And it's kind of a vicious cycle yeah. that people, you know, the show's not popular, no budget, but then there's no budget to make the show good again. So they just lose more and more viewers. Yeah. What do you do at that point? Which sucks. So <sighs> we will see. Maybe it will improve uh, at some point. Uh, well, yeah. So we talked about a bunch of everything here. I'm sure that there will be more uh, coming out this week as we head into another week, getting closer to those console launches. Uh, hopefully you enjoy what you heard here. If you did, you can always give us a like on the Facebook page, wtmnet.com on Facebook. I'm trying to see if working on uh, making a, a group for just uh, the podcast itself. It's just a lot to be able to manage and I don't have the time like I used to when we had the wrestling one and that one got pretty big. Uh, so we'll see. I'm still thinking about that. Uh, definitely do want to build a community because obviously that helps grow the show and make 
and the people that listen, you know, other people to talk about things with. And yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at David Shaw and the Humanity Plague. And yeah, we'll uh, see y'all next week, probably on the same day as usual, the Saturday morning-ish time. And until then, everybody, enjoy another week in games. We'll see you later. Later.